us open our Bibles to the book of Ezekiel 37 verses 1 to 14. Ezekiel 37 The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me son of man can these bones live so I answered O oh Lord God you know. Again he said to me prophesy to these bones and say to them oh dry bones hear the word of the Lord. That says the Lord God to these bones surely I will cause birth to enter into you and you shall live. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with a skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds of breath and breathe on this lane that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet and exceedingly Great Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves of my people and brought you up 
from your graves. Ndipo ino anthanga mudzadzwa kuti ndine Yehova pamene ndidzafukula mandano ndikukutulusanimo. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will bless you in your own land then you shall know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it says the Lord Inenditsaika mzimu wanga mwainu ndipo mutsakhalanso ndi moyo pambuyo pake ndidzakulowetsani mdziko lanu lanu choncho mutsadziwa kutambuye Yehova ndayankhula zimenezi ndipo ndidzadzi chitadi ndikutelo ine Yehova Let us pray Father, the interpretation of the word belongs to you. Help us to understand it as you interpret it for us. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse number 10. Verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet and exceedingly great army and exceedingly great army I'm speaking on the subject exceedingly great exceedingly great God does not just want us to be great he wants us to be exceedingly great exceedingly great we have read a passage Ezekiel 37 verses 1 to 14 Ezekiel 37 verse 1 to 14 historically these very many very dry bones were children of Israel in exile. These very many dry bones were not the children of Israel in Israel but the children of Israel in exile. God is calling the countries to which they were exiled graves. The countries to which they were exiled were depicted in this encounter as graves. But God said that he would open those graves and bring the children of Israel out and restore them back to the land of Israel. A grave speaks of a negative experience of confinement, stagnation, degeneration, backwardness and dwindling standards. A grave speaks of a placement in life far from what God had ordained for you. In the case of the children of Israel, 
God had spoken to their deliverer, I mean Moses who delivered them from the land of Egypt. In Exodus chapter 3 and verses 7 to 8, he made an assurance to Moses back in Horeb. He said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sons. And so he said, I have come down to deliver them. I'm delivering them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out from that land to a good and large land. He called it a land flowing with milk and honey. It had quite appetizing characteristics when you read Deuteronomy chapter 8. Verses 6 to 13. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verses 6 to 13. God is admonishing the children of Israel by the mouth of Moses. He says, therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Why? He says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. That is why he called it a land flowing with milk and honey because of its nature and characteristics. He says in verse number 7. Let's get back to verse number 7. He says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. So we are seeing here the characteristics of a land that God is describing as a land flowing with milk and honey. What kind of land is it? It says it is a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. Media, let's be reading on. A land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose heels you can dig copper. It says in that land you shall eat and you shall be full. Verse number 12. Verse 12. Put verse number 12 there. It says in that land you shall build beautiful houses and dwell in them. In that land, your herds and your flocks shall multiply. Your silver and your gold will multiply. And all 
gold that you have that we don't have time to itemize shall be multiplied. By the grace of this service, may you receive a portion in this in the name of Jesus. May you receive your portion in this in the name of Jesus. Please, can I hear louder shout of amen here? Amen. It is away from this land that the children of Israel were taken. So don't be surprised when they begin to say in verse number 11 of Ezekiel 37. Our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. It was true. How many know it is always helpful to be honest about your situations? Because that is when now you begin to genuinely look for a way out. The most difficult fellow to assist is he who thinks he doesn't have a problem when he actually has a lot of problems. When the children of Israel said, Our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. God gave Ezekiel a vision. In which he saw a valley that had very many very dry bones. And God asked him a question. Son of man, can these bones live? And the man is okay, who had been caused to walk through caused to, and, to walk to and fro among the bones said to God, I don't know. I believe you are better positioned to know whether these bones can live or not. And through a series of prophetic interventions. Out of these very many very dry bones came an exceedingly great amen. And this is, this is where now I want to start my message. Key point. Key point. Very important. Okay, we'll get two of them anyway. So let's call them key points. Number one. God can raise into greatness anyone from any place, no matter how low such a place may be. God has capacity. 
to raise into greatness anyone without yes anyone from any place no matter how low such a place could be the that means if you think you are in the lowest of classes of people that place where you are is good enough for a shift you don't have to be in a better place for God to change your story in Psalm 113 verses 7 to 8 please I'm preaching a message that God has given me I prayed and I said God what do you want me to say and he gave me this message and the message he preaches, he fulfills, he confirms with signs, wonders, and miracles. Psalm 113, verse 7 to 8. God raises the poor out of the dust. And he lifts the need out of the ashes. And if you think you are in the dust and if you think you are in the ashes today marks the beginning of your shift. I said today marks the beginning of your change of level. In the name of Jesus. Please in case you are saying, Pastor, I'm not in the lowest of places like you are saying. Listen, no matter how high you are, there is still a higher place to reach. Sit down. In Jeremiah 33 and verse number 3, Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Jeremiah is put in prison. And he has no idea how he was going to get out. He had fears and anxieties about not getting out there alive. So God spoke to him. He said, Jeremiah, instead of being wearied and worried, call to me. And I will answer you. And I will begin to show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God is talking to a man who already knew something. He has been prophesying for 32 chapters. He has has navigated in the realm of visions. He has navigated in the realm of revelation. And God says to him, Don't you think you know everything yet? No. When you call unto me, not only will I answer you, I will also show you great and mighty things. Not what you have already experienced, but things you do not know. No matter how high I have gone, God 
still has higher heights for me. That means the place you have reached in life is not the best yet. It's not the ultimate. You are still in transit. Financially, you are still in transit. Positionally, you are still in transit. I decree this house. No devil shall stop your progress. No devil shall stop your rising. No devil shall stop your shift in the name of Jesus please can I hear loud a shout of amen amen you may be seated in Psalm 30 and verse number 11. Verse 11. He has turned for me my morning into dancing. He has put off my sackcloth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verses 26 to 29. I like this one. Verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 26 to 29. For you see your calling brethren that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Siambila inu munali anzelu, siambila inu munali ampamvu, zama kupede, siambila inu munali obadwa paule merero, amene muna itanidwa. Put that verse 26 back there. God is saying, Munga kuti, brethren, are you not called? God abale kodi nusimu na itanidwe. Has God not changed your level? Hasn't God made you great? Do you think it was on the basis of your wisdom? Do you think it was on the basis of your background? Do you think it was on the basis of your nobility? No. He says God did not consider those things. He did not consider those factors when he called you. Verse number 27. It says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And this is the reason why this boy is talking to you today. There's no nobility in my background, sir. Certainly no wisdom. But God, put the verse back there, please. But God chose the foolish thing. The foolish thing called Esaubanda. The weak thing called Esaubanda. The Bible says to put to shame the things which are mighty. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you think you are weak, if you think you are foolish, that is someone people have no regard for at all. You are the right candidate to become exceedingly great in life. 
Why does God do this? Why should God bother to turn very many very dry bones into an exceedingly greater man? Let's read on. He has chosen the best things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Verse 29. Here is the objective. That no flesh should glory in his presence. That no one will say he became rich because he is coming from a rich family. That he became a preacher because he is coming from a family of preachers. No. 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 But that God has chosen him, processed him, and changed his level. I pray for you that God will get glory out of you. In the name of Jesus, where people be saying, this can't be his political connection. This can't be his education. This can't be his intelligence. This must be the finger of God. May God begin to perform in your life. Works, testimonies, breakthroughs, promotions, appointments that shall bring him glory. 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 In the name of Jesus, I'm talking to you. Can I hear louder shout of amen here? Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. The Bible says Bible in Daniel chapter 2. Daniel 2. That should be verse 35 to 36. Let's check it out. Verse 35 to 36. You see, the man Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. Which, when he woke up, he forgot about. So he needed main of the spirit like Daniel to help him out. First of all, to remind him the dream and then to give the interpretation. And the part we are reading is the interpretation of the dream, part of the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. So we are in verse number 35. The Bible says, this is Daniel speaking to the king. He says, then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. Now, here it is. It, and the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled 
whole earth. A stone is the driest of items. But this particular stone had capacity to expand. 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 Until it became a great mountain. If stones can become mountains, then you can become anything that God has ordained you to become. In the name of Jesus. Therefore, your background shall never keep you on the ground. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are breaking away from your negative past. You are breaking away from your past failures. You are breaking away from stagnation. You are breaking away from rejection. In the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen here? Amen. Sit down. Sit down. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. In Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. Verses 31 to 32. Verse 31 to 32. Jesus gave a parable. He said. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Which a man took. And sold in his field. Now, the mustard seed is not the largest of seeds. No. The Bible says in verse number 32. 32. Which indeed is the least of all the seeds. This mustard seed is the smallest of all the seeds. The uh -huh, okay. of the seeds. It is mm. the smallest of all the seeds. It is grown. It becomes greater than the herbs. And becomes a tree. Inside that smallest seed is the capacity to become a tree. That the birds of the air can actually come and nest in. Beloved, this service is your divine manuring and fertilization service. The greatness trapped in you that has been refusing to find expression is being manured for manifestation. I said it is being manured for manifestation in the name of Jesus. In the next couple of years, 
beginning from today you will be a surprise to yourself I said you will be a surprise to yourself you will be looking at yourself and say is it really me driving these things driving this achievement is it really me one small boy one small boy one small girl from Mtualo one small girl from Bawi I know Bawi is in Cheu Hallelujah Amen I said hallelujah Amen Not only are you becoming a surprise to people around you I'm saying to you You are also becoming a surprise to yourself In the mighty name of Jesus I said in the name of Jesus You believe it shout amen three times Amen Amen. Amen. Please sit down. If very many very dry bones became an exceedingly great army then God can raise into greatness anyone from any place no matter how low such a place may be. Number two. Scriptural testimonies. I'm giving you key points before I start preaching. Number two. Scriptural testimonies are authentic sources of instructions and hope for all believers. Scriptural testimonies are authentic sources of instructions. That is, instructions coming from scriptural instructions are reliable and dependable. And they can be used and they must be used as sources of hope. Because the Bible says in Romans 15 4 the things that were written at full time were written for our learning. These are for our education. When you read about very dry bones becoming an exceedingly great arm, let it be a teaching to you. Let it be a lesson to your spirit that there's nothing about you that God cannot change. Is it making sense here? Mm. Never be fooled by your present dryness in life. Your dryness is only temporary. Because soon and very soon. 
by the workings of the hand of God you shall come out shining you shall come out powerful I said you shall come out shining you shall come out glorious you shall come out exceedingly great in the name of Jesus I'm talking to you can I hear a louder shout of amen here amen you may be seated you may be seated the Bible says Bible do we have time to do this let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 to 11 talking about the children of Israel how that they were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea let's move to verse 2 quickly were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ that with most of them God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness let's read quickly now these things became our examples scriptural accounts scriptural testimonies are our they are an authentic source of instructions. So if you want to be instructed about any aspect of your life, go into the Bible and look for scriptural testimonies. And then you come to Ezekiel 37. How that a man encountered very many very dry bones. To mean that it doesn't matter how many problems you are counting in your life. God can handle each one of them simultaneously. Because I don't know of any bone that remained dry in that valley. All bones came back to life. All bones became part of this exceedingly great army. That means every person every child of God under the sound of my voice right now it doesn't matter how many problems you have all of them are becoming your testimonies all of them are turning out to be testimonies I said all of them are turning out to be testimonies in the name of Jesus I'm talking to you can I hear a louder shout of amen amen we don't have time anymore to read up to verse number 11. But in verse number 11, Apostle Paul says, Now all these things happened to them as example. And they were written for our teaching and instruction. Examples of ordinary people who rose to greatness. Number one. Saul. 
I'm talking about Saul, the son of Kish. Of the Old Testament. When he encountered Samuel. In Rama. The Bible says. 1 Samuel chapter 9. 1 Samuel chapter 9. My God. Verses 19 to 21. 1 Samuel chapter 9. Verses 19 to 21. Are you learning anything here? Now hear this. Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place. For you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let you go. And will tell you all that is in your heart. But as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And hear this on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you? and on your father's house. Musadelenga wazaburu ameni akala kusowa masiku atatu apitawa. Poti apezeka kare. Kodi is a Israeli onse agufuni sisandani. Kodi sindiwe di nyumba yonse ya bambu wako. Keep that verse there. Isunga nibe fesi mamene. Samuel Samuel is speaking in parables. Akulangula ama faniso. Is speaking proverbially. To Saul. Who apparently is looking for his father's lost donkeys. And Samuel said, forget about the donkeys. There is a bigger burden now. He says, the desire of all Israel is on you. What? What are they expecting from me? Do they know who I am? Verse 21. Now hear this. Verse 21, quickly. And Saul answered and said, Saul and I Am I not a Benjamite? Please, for anybody to be saying that all the desire of Israel is on a fellow like me, are they not mistaken? Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? Because Benjamin was the last born in the family of Jacob. And he says, I come from the smallest of the tribes of Israel. And in that smallest tribe, my family is the least of the families of the tribe of Benjamin. So prophet, how can you be speaking to me like this? 
I don't qualify. There are so many unqualified listening to me. I came to let you know that Jesus is your greatest qualification. Jesus is the greatest of your qualifications. In the name of Jesus Christ. So where they said you don't qualify. Jesus has qualified you. You are qualified to take up that high position. You are qualified to enter into marriage. You are qualified to have a baby in your marriage. That is, they gave a verdict medically. That there is something wrong with your uterus. Or there is something wrong with your husband's power. You know, speaking in parables. Uh -huh. Husband's power. Huh? Uh -huh. And therefore you don't qualify to have a child. Don't listen to them. Jesus has qualified you. I said Jesus has qualified you. I said Jesus has qualified you. In the name of Jesus. Somebody listening to me has been struggling with a healthy condition. And the devil has been preaching to you. Look, the way things are going. Mm. Hey. Mm. Mm -mm. You. 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 Your children. Anano. Who miss you. You are going. The devil is alive. Sickness or no sickness. Because of Jesus in your heart. You shall live long. I said 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 you shall live long. There's no grave to bury you in. The one that Push the diggers into that grave. And there is no grave for your premature death. In that name of Jesus. Can I say this to you? The testimony like the pastor gave. That I am now 70. That will be the testimony of many, many people in this church. In the name of Jesus. And so many of us at 90 will still be alive. In the name of I know somebody said, Pastor. With this my backache, with this my backache, please, I'm talking about what Jesus is able to do for you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walk to five people, tell them you and I are going very, very far. You and I are going very, very, very far. Very, very, very far. Very, very, very far. Mupite kwatu asanu. Mwause inundine. Tikupita patali kwa mbini. Inundine. Tikupita patali kwa mbini. Auseni inundine. Uleni watu tikupita patali kwa mbini. Tikupita patali kwa mbini. Tikupita patali. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated. From a family that was least in the least tribe. Number two. Number two. Gideon. Gideon. Judges chapter six. Verses fourteen to sixteen. Judges chapter six. Verses fourteen to sixteen. Yeah. God said to Gideon. Gideon who at this time was hiding just like everybody else from the enemies. And he wished that somebody in Israel arose to rescue the people from their enemies. Not knowing that he was the one he wished for. And so the angel said, actually the Lord himself said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? And the man said, Oh my Lord! How can I save Israel? Because my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And in that weakest clan, I am the least in my father's house. That is, I am the one the weak call weak. How can I serve Israel? How can I be a missionary in Japan? How can I save Malawi? I'm so weak. So poor. I have no name. No political connection. You are the one God is looking for, my friend. I said you are the one God is looking for. I said you are the one God is looking for. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Do we have time? You may be seated to talk about Moses. God bypassed all able tongued, able mouthed people in Israel to choose 
a stammerer for an assignment that needed eloquence of negotiations. He got a stammerer, sir. He got a stammerer. He is not a respecter of person. He is not a respecter of background. In this generation, listen to me. Your generation shall benefit from you. I said your generation shall benefit from you. They will be celebrating God that you came around. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Sit down. Let me talk about Peter and John. Acts chapter 4 verse number 13. Give it to me in New Living Translation. Acts 4 verse 13. The Bible says. The members of the council were amazed. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Why? Because they were of the following characteristics. Number one. They were ordinary men. They were ordinary men. Please, don't look for names. So many of us are looking for names. Looking for No, God spoke to me recently. He said, don't strive to promote yourself. I will promote you. Don't, don't, don't strive. Don't strive. Don't strive. Don't strive. To be known. To be popular. To promote yourself. No. I. Just do my assignment. When I begin to announce you, no one, no one will pretend that they have not come across your name. No one. No. Tell your neighbor, stop promoting yourself. Allow God to announce you. Peter and John were ordinary men like you. But God changed their story. Today is your day of change of story. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Walk to three people and tell them I am a success story. 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 That is, that is, when people want to define success, you are the one they will use to define it. 
Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Please, somebody shout, I receive it, I receive it. I receive it, I receive it. You may be seated. Please, quickly. Let us look at keys to exceeding greatness. What are the keys? That we are engaged. For very many very dry bones to become an exceedingly great army. Because principles are not locational, they are universal. Key number one, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit was engaged throughout the process. And I want to call it the God factor. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. Can I say this to us? The labor of man devoid of God's mercy is investment in futility. The labor of man that is devoid of God's mercy is investment in futility. Psalm 127 verse 1 Unless the Lord builds the house Psalm 127 verse 1 Unless the Lord builds the house Please listen to me. House there is not physical house. No. I. Not necessarily. House means everything you do in life. Life itself is a house. Anything you are building. You are building a career. You are building marriage. In other words, house there means endeavor. Undertakings. Unless the Lord is involved. Your involvement is sweating without results. Because it is not the sweating of a man that makes him rich. But the blessing of God. Proverbs 10 verse 22. And when you talk of the ministry of the Lord of the Holy Spirit, you are talking about the blessing of God. For him to see that vision, the Bible says he was taken out in the spirit of the Lord. And even after the bones came together and they became 
flesh I mean bodies mafupa ajatalumiki sana kukalama tupi the bible says bible. there was no breath in them bible ri mai wo munalibe mpweya you know why your marriage is struggling there is no breath in it you are running the marriage mechanically the holy spirit is not involved Do you know <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the one governing the creation of God? He is the one governing it now. It's the Holy Spirit. He was the personality behind the creation. The spirit of the Lord was brooding over the waters. When God spoke, the carrier, the executor of what was spoken was the spirit of God. Anything that has no breath is going nowhere. It is dead. Bodies were everywhere. But they were lifeless because there was no engagement of breath Genesis 2:7 Genesis 2:7 God made man out of the dust of the ground but the thing was just there no life until God and I'm sure you know that God is spirit John forward Yohane 4 chan. Ah, verse what? 24. 24. John 4, 24. Put it there. Yohane 4, verse 24. God is spirit. Somebody say that with me. God is spirit. God is spirit. And God is not small letter S spirit, but capital letter S spirit. Is it making sense? Mm. And so Genesis 2:7 the Bible says Genesis 2:7 the Bible says God breathed into the nostrils of the structure he had made from the dust of the ground. The breath of life. A man became a living being. Anything you are doing that is devoid of Holy Spirit involvement is a dead body. That is why there are so many dead churches and ministers. Because it is not the Holy Ghost in charge. It is a man called pastor, prophet, bishop, archbishop in charge. The Holy Spirit has been suffocated and strangled and kicked out. Is it making sense here? Mm. Check how you are running your marriage. You are surprised that you are quarreling every day. There is no breath there, sir. The Holy Spirit is not there. Because the Holy Spirit can never motivate you to be quarreling with your wife the whole night. And you are a man, but you are talking like a lady the whole night. Your wife is quiet. You are talking. You are talking. You, you turn this way on your bed. You are still talking. You are, hey! Hey! Mr. Woman, stop what you are doing. 
Abambo inamendi nuzimai Taleka nisi mujitasi Somebody shout hallelujah Hallelujah you say God had to had to caution Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel had led a contingent of about 50,000 Jews back to Jerusalem to champion the rebuilding of the temple of God. And when they put up a foundation, opposition came and the work ceased. And they were trying to argue and maneuver and what it didn't work. So in Zechariah 4 6, the man of God came to Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah. He said, My friend, this thing uh, that God has assigned you to do is not by mind. It is dead because it has no breath in it. Spirit has been left out. It's not by might nor by power. But by my spirit. Allow my spirit to take over. Allow my spirit to take over. Transformation. Call it change of level. Is not a product of decision only. It is not a product of much labor only. No. It is a product of the mercy of God. And that is where the ministry of the spirit comes in. Romans 9 16. It is not of him who will. Many people have made resolutions. Going to put up seven houses. It's now 17 years. There is no house. What is the problem, sir? It's not just about will. And it's not of him who runs. Media, back, back, the verse here. Now, it says, Sodom. It is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. The God who shows mercy by releasing breath on you. That in very bizarre circumstances. <laughs> What happened? But they see the man is just rising. So they begin to say, What is his secret? If he is honest enough, he must tell you, I don't know. That is the most honest answer. I don't Ezekiel said, Ezekiel Adati, Oh Lord, Ambuye. I don't know, but you know. <laughs> because when it is by the Holy Spirit, sometimes you can't attach formula to it. But just engage him. Just engage him. Now, how do I engage the Holy Spirit for my shift? Number one, talk to him. 
Talk to him like a man talks to his friend. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to shake your head. I know that we do all that when we are praying. I don't know about you, but when I'm praying, I, the whole body shakes. But I don't necessarily need to do that to talk to him. Say, Holy Spirit, look at me now. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. In the, Holy Spirit, we are doing this together. Like now, the Holy Spirit, you see, Preaching together with him. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. A pastor came here. And he said, Dad, Sir, I need to see you. I said, Why? He said, The way you preach is effortless. You are flowing. He said, Sir, I am also a preacher. I know when it is a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> No more struggles in your life. In the name of Jesus. Please, can I hear a lot of shout of amen there? Amen. Now, quickly, talk to him. Number two, express your total dependence on him. Consciously express your total dependence. Holy Spirit, I can't do this without you. Number three, acknowledge your helplessness without him. Number four, be conscious of his presence wherever you are. Now this one is the biggest. Being conscious. Just like you are conscious that I am a woman. And you are conscious that you are a man. And there is no third one. You can only be a man or a woman. Please don't be confused. Just like you are conscious of that fact. Also be conscious of his presence. As you enter that meeting. Remember. That you are not alone. You have the paracletos with you. The helper who goes alongside you. The Holy Spirit. Who gives you words to speak in meetings. Is it making sense? Mm. And after you have spoken. In that meeting. Don't allow the devil to accuse you afterwards. Hey, could I, what did you ever say that? People are laughing at your contribution. And that is what we call inferiority complex. You now go into self-accusation. What did I ever say? Why did I, I should have just said, oh, and then you begin to 
uh, recall what, what did I say? I wish I had said it this way. No, the way you said it is the correct one. Because because the, the, the Holy Spirit is inside you. I said the Holy Spirit is inside you. I said the Holy Spirit is inside you. I said the Holy Spirit is the one who gives you words to speak during meetings. The Holy Spirit is not only for preachers. Or he does not only work when somebody is preaching. The words he gives are not only for preaching. It's for everywhere. Including meetings. Staff meetings. Business meetings. Is it making sense? Mm. Don't say that. No. We should have also said this. Maybe that is when they would have given us the contract. No. Even with what you have said, they will still give you the contract. Ask your neighbor, do you believe what you are hearing? Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. There is another practical way that I want us to begin practicing in the privacy of our interaction with the Holy Spirit. Is what they do in heaven. You remember the 24 elders. They have crowns on their heads. When they are worshipping God, they bring them down. So in your own personal life at your own level, look for what you think are crowns. Certificates, bank cards, checkbook, all those things. Whether you received a best employee award, Holy Spirit, or letters of promotions, letters of salary increment, and all those, put them there. Those are your crowns. It's the Holy Spirit. Some trust in these chariots. Others trust in these horses. But as for me, I gather all this before you to let you know, Holy Spirit, that my trust is in you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Sit down. Number two. Number one, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. What else was engaged for the transformation of these bonds? Quickly, number two, sensitivity to divine instructions. Sensitivity to divine instructions. Because in the passage, Ezekiel 37, verses 1 to 14, we hear Ezekiel saying, and the Lord said, verse Number three. Verse three. The Lord said. Jehovah not. Verse number four. Verse four. The Lord said. Jehovah not. Verse number nine. Verse nine. The Lord said. Jehovah not. And every time God spoke, the man picked it. Spiritual deafness is the reason for the stagnation of so many in our generation. The transformation of the bones was at the mercy of Ezekiel's ability to hear God and 
their own ability to hear the word of the Lord in the mouth of Ezekiel. Know why your businesses are not behaving? They are not hearing your voice. You have not been speaking to them. Spiritual sensitivity. No one can ever rise to his place of exceeding greatness without divine direction. Check in your Bible. Those who became great. Abraham. Abraham. Isaac. Isaac. Jacob. Jacob. We are all led by God in very specific ways. The first instruction that God gave to Abraham, at least from what we read in the Bible, was leave your country, your family, and your father's house. Yeah, leave. And the man picked it. What? Leave? To where? To a land that I will show you. Where is it? Lilikuti. God was quiet. Obey the one I've given you first. Leave. Nyamu kapita. To where? Kuti. To a land that I will show you. Where is it? Lilikuti. The land is in what I have told you. I will show you for now. Start off. God does not give you all the details right from the word go. Forget it. He does not give you all the details right from the word go. If you are Moses, and you are going down to Egypt to deliver God's people. God will not give you all the details right in Horeb. No. No. Go down to Egypt. Rescue my people. But let me just give you a tip. Uh, Pharaoh will put up some resistance. But my hand will be stretched out. Now God does not tell Moses what he means by my hand. Probably in the mind of Moses, he thought that they would seize some big human-like hand covering the entire Egypt physically. And press Pharaoh and his people like ants. He saw, he saw none of that. Where is the hand? But when he was already inside the negotiations, and the situation was tough. That's when God said, Okay, now you remember I told you about this thing called my hand. Actually, I meant plagues. 
So now you are going to administer plague number one. Hey, in a series of how many? No, 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 you don't need that information. So those of you that are saying to yourself, now we are still waiting upon the Lord. <laughs> because we need fuller and finer details. Ah, ah, you wait forever, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are Peter, when Jesus is saying, come, you will not tell you that along the way there is going to be a wind. No. Just come. And the man was strolling. From nowhere, sir. He thought that because Jesus is the one calling him, there will be no wind. Tell your neighbor you must be joking. <laughs> Is it making sense? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shout with me. I will be sensitive to divine direction. I will be sensitive to divine direction. Sit down. How do I sharpen my spiritual sensitivity? Number one. Life in the word. Psalm 119 verse 105. Life in the world. Psalm 119 verse 105. Number two, a lifestyle of praise and worship. A lifestyle of praise and worship. Isaiah 30. Isaiah 30. Verse 29 to 30. Isaiah 30. Verse 29 to 30. Number three. Praying in tongues. Especially at night. Of course it can be any time. But do also the same in the night. And when you are praying in tongues like that. Show God you are ready to hear. How? By Praying in tongues with your writing materials. Because there will be a download of ideas that you want to write quickly because the Holy Spirit will be flowing like a river. Number four. Time in prayer and fasting. Time in prayer and fasting. These are among the four major uh, instruments for sharpening our spiritual sensitivity. Keys for exceeding greatness. Number one, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Number two, sensitivity to divine instructions. Number three, word confession or declaration. Yes. Word confession or declaration. That is what Ezekiel did in verses 4 going down to 6. Actually up to 7. Because God said to him, you see, these bones must hear the word of the Lord. Say to them. Say to them. That was the strategy. 
Say, speak to the bones. Speak to the bones. We call that word confession or declaration. Be in the habit of speaking the word of God over yourself and that which concerns you. Gather your children and speak the word of God over them. Gather your business documents and speak the word of God over them. Gather your financial documents and speak the word of God over them. Gather your academic papers and speak the word of God over them. Move around your house from room to room and speak the word of God over those rooms. Speak the word of God in the air. Speak the word of God. Yes, speak the word of God. To the nation. Concerning yourself. To the nation. Concerning yourself. Yes. Malawi, I understand you swallow people. You are not going to swallow me. You are going to be friendly to me. You are going to be friendly to me. I speak to you all else. Whether you are called Malawi or anything. You will support me. You will align with the will of God for my life. In this land I am highly faithful. You speak the word of God. You speak the word of God. Don't be a quiet and silent and complaining Christian. Is it making sense? Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor you better do what you are hearing. You can't rise to exceeding greatness without the correct application of the mouth, especially confession of the word of God. Joshua 1 verse number 8. This book of the law. The man was given all kinds of assignments and all other strategies. But God said this one don't forget it. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That is, keep talking it, keep saying it, keep announcing it. And that is what a pastor must do over his church. Speaking words of power. Yeah. Telling the members you are going very far. Is it making sense? Oh, yes. Like in this church, people are rising. Is this church? <laughs> the life of God is here. The life of God. If there is one thing we must always cherish in this church, is the resident presence of the life of God with us. The life of God. Tell your neighbor, the life of God is here. And people are blossoming. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. People mm. are what? 
Like the dream of the night. Yes, like the dream of the night. People are rising. People are rising. And you're one of them. I said you're one of them. I said you're one of them. I said you're one of them. In that name of Jesus. Let's finish. Sit down. Number four. Ay, 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 ay. Let's call it. Did you chew Spiritual alignment. Kuringana Museum. We will also call it a life of obedience. Did you trust me? We will also call it. Did A life of taking strategic steps. We will also call it existence in responsibility. Existence in responsibility. The man said, I prophesied as I was commanded. You don't become a commander without commands. Mm-hmm. I prophesied as I was commanded. Verse number 7. I prophesied as I was commanded. Mm-hmm. Verse number 10. Nothing works without physical or practical application of principles. For example, if all you did was to hear and take notes, without applying the notes, you can never be noted. Taking notes is not what makes people notable. But applying the notes. Many people, and I thank God for this church, people can take notes in this church. And I salute you and I want you to clap for yourself. Because I've gone to many places to preach. I've seen some people they'll just be like this in church. Including pastors. He is the know-it-all fellow. So I thought he was going to give us new revelations. It's the same as Ezekiel 37. I already know it. If you already know it, why are you not known for any testimony? Because evidence of knowledge is the result. Don't tell me you know. I will know that you know by your results. Because 
I preach on financial prosperity. You are not taking notes. I already know it. But why are you struggling financially? Evidence of knowledge is what? Results. Don't tell us stories. If you come across a woman, who is preaching her pregnancy. Anybody she meets. How are you? I'm fine. And the fellow says, how are you? I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. She is not pregnant. If you are pregnant, you don't need to tell anyone. Time will tell. That you were pregnant. <laughs> like he said, oh, yes. Ah, we know. We know exactly the same. Where are the results? Why is your life still very dry? A life of obedience. Spiritual alignment. Existence in responsibility. Willingness to take physical, practical steps. To apply the principles that make it work. Is it making sense yeah? In Acts 2.37 After Peter had preached a powerful message. The Bible says people were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles. Men and brethren. What shall we do? These are men of responsibility. These are men who believe that it doesn't just fall from heaven. No, there is what must be done. Many of us admire Peter for the net breaking catch he had that day. In Luke chapter 5, verses 4 to 7. The Bible says that Jesus spoke to him and said, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. You know that Peter responded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, Master, we've told all night and caught nothing. But, come at your word. I will let down the net. If that is all he had done, his net would still have been empty of fish. Because many people have confessed. Pastor talked about word confession. And every morning we send out something to you to confess. Every day. You remember? If you're a serious believer and you're a part of this church, I'm sure. You, you, you know what I'm talking about, that we sent you a confession card. And some of those, we repeat them deliberately. So you, you look at it. It's the one they sent last week. <laughs> 
I know you, you know that I have caught you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. But how did the fish come? Verse number six. Verse six. The Bible says Bible when they had this done. In every situation, there is a this that must be done. What should we do to be saved? What should I do to settle marital? What should I do to move this business forward? And the moment you know the answers, the moment you discover the principles to be taken, you go ahead to take them. You go ahead to apply the principles. Tell your neighbor it is making sense now. Yes. Mm. It better make sense to you. It better make sense to you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. My last one, I don't have time. Number five. Strategic and wise networking or association. Strategic networking. Wise association. Maintaining profitable links. Daddy was here. Profitable links. Uh, yeah. Profitable what? Links. Links. Uh -huh. Pro now, we'll be drawing from that visit the rest of our lives. It's true. We'll be drawing from that. He doesn't need to visit twice. That visit, that visit changed us forever. Don't think it didn't mean anything. Is it making sense? Yeah? Oh, yes. But, it's not me necessarily who spoke to him directly. No. I. Strategic relationships. Uh huh. <laughs> And then, uh -huh. and then Daddy Jew at places. Hey. <laughs> Strategic <laughs> connection. Anyone who says, I don't care what people think about me. He is very stupid. Because the blessings of God do not tumble from heaven. They come to us through people. I believe President Chakwera was praying seriously that he should become president. But sir, we had to vote. 
and he had to get the majority of the votes. So you don't say, me, I'll be president, but I don't care what people think about me. You will hey. never become one, sir. So it's a car president. Is it making sense? Hallelujah. Amen. When you meet people for the first time, ask yourself, why uh, is God connecting me to this person? Mm. There are some people who have talked to me about certain things without going into detail. Most likely for pastor to pray. I have prayed. But I have also told them. Do you know Mr. Soso in the church? Here is his number. Talk to him. Tell him that his me was given you the number. It's not like, just like. After you have prayed in tongues. Please. Connect. Tell your neighbor, connect, 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 connect. Connect, sir, connection. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Connect. 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 Yeah, people will come to pastor. And how about Abusa? Pastor, I would look at this sister. Abusa, mulongo yuma mona bwanchi in the church. Mucharichi. Do you think she is marriage material? Mugona ngadamene mutoranga kare zmai wapabanja bulobino. And there you are. Inu ndebuli pamene po. Say I don't care what pastor thinks. You must care what I think. Because I can tell this guy. Sisters too. Sisters also have also come. I said, ah, Papa, Papa, this brother is what do you think? And there you are. As for me, I don't care what pastor thinks. I'll tell my daughter that look, which one? Be careful. That is the end of you, sir. You can pray your teeth out. She will not accept. Tell your neighbor, connections are important. No bone became an exceedingly great army without them coming together. The Bible says, Bone to bone. Hey, hey, hey. Sir, there must be bone to bone connection. A bone must connect with another a bone. bone. Mm. Mm. A bone must connect with another bone. Sir, God will bail you out through men. Why did that man of John chapter 5 linger at the poor Beth Esther for 38 years? John 5 verses 1 to 10. The Bible says, he said to Jesus, I have no man. It is a terrible thing to have no man. 
John 5 verse number 7. John 5 verse 7. The sick man remained sick unnecessarily because he had no man to put him into the pool. You have no man to marry you. You have no man to employ you. You have no man to give you a scholarship. But you will be stranded. But from this service, I connect you with your man. I connect you with your man. I connect you with your man in that boardroom. I connect you with your man at Capitol Hill. I connect you with your man at State House. I connect you with your man. Somebody shout three times, I am connected. I am connected. I am connected. I am connected. Sir, hey. the bones. Mafupa. Listen, the bones are to connect with Ezekiel. They are to connect with Ezekiel. Because Ezekiel had, had the ear to hear the voice of God concerning the bones. And then he expressed the will of God to the bones. And the bones said, wow. And they also said, just like you have come together with us, let's also, also gather ourselves. And then they became now now there was a rattling sound. A rattling sound. What is happening here? My God. The knee joint is, is connecting with the hip joint. But there you are. You say me. I don't care what other bones think. Tell your neighbor, you, ma, you better care. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because you know, increasingly, God is raising people in this church who are becoming. Heads of institutions. Those are bones to connect with. Don't misbehave. We give you a role in church, you wear anyhow. You 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 wear clothes anyhow. These people, these privileged people who look at you and say, ah. This guy, we, we thought that we can employ him, but look at how he's dressed. We can't. Mm. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, look at me. And tell your neighbor, you have no idea who you are looking at. Hey! Because, you know, in 
church. You see, the house of God is a house of simplicity. Yeah. So sometimes when you see a man, you may think he's just a guy. Coming with a lady who should be his wife. And, and, and you are an usher. You say, can you sit there? And then they sit. You may think they are just well, some of these people that are loitering around. Not knowing that they are your bone. Your bone. Your bone. That you must connect with. May God connect you with your bone. May God connect you with your bone. In the name of Jesus. Because in that valley, there was nowhere the scar could have connected with the leg bones. No. There was orderly connections. Like for like. Like for like. May you receive like for like connection. I said like for like connection. I said like for like connection. Some of you, if truth is to be told, your only connection you needed for your next miracle is to come for this service. Now that you are here, receive your portion. I said receive your portion. Receive your testimony. Receive your breakthrough. Receive your change of level. Receive your change of level. Everyone stand on your feet. I said receive your change of level. Receive your change of level. I said receive your change of level. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout five times. I receive my change of level. One. I receive my change of level. Two. I receive my change of level. Three. I receive my change of level. Four. I receive my change of level. Now five. I receive my change of level. Give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout, 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 a